Hello and welcome to episode 54 of the Two Bros Talking Sports podcast. It's been a little while since we've recorded last, obviously with the uh, festivities of this holiday weekend. Um, Travis, how was your weekend? It was low-key, man. It was uh, played some golf, went to a winery, which we've been going to this winery in upstate New York since, since I've been with my now wife. Um, and it's like every year it just gets bigger and better. Like, it's nice. I mean, the facility is, like, gorgeous. They, like, their parking now is, like, it's, like, two freaking cornfields. It's, like, clearly this place gets busy now. But we got there nice and early, which was great. Food was good. Wine was good. Um, and, I mean, I kind of avoided all the rain that happened in New England. Obviously, I don't know what the weather was out in California for the 4th. But we, uh, we didn't get as bad, bad of weather in upstate New York versus what we would have gotten if we stayed out in Massachusetts all weekend. Well, there's been levels to uh... – the New England uh, summer this year, it sounds like, because yeah. right off the heels of 100 and humid, you get a little chilly and cold. Um, out here, we're cutting the middle of that, uh, staying super consistent. A little cloudy in the morning, kind of keeps things cool, brightens up midday, like 70 and just every single day. So not a bad bad gig. Uh, this weekend was beautiful, too. Um Actually, it's a really cool venue um, that's just opened up in San Diego. It's called The Shell. Um, it's like a amphitheater, like concert space. And it's right behind like convention center, right on the water. And uh, they were doing an event on the 4th of July. They played, the orchestra played music kind of leading right up to the fireworks and the fireworks went off. And so kind of a cool uh, little venue there. So be you know it's for like all essential workers over the past year um yeah it was kind of nice 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 chill but uh you know i've been watching i feel like i've been watching a lot of sports uh since we've talked last i don't feel like there's definitely hasn't been as many sports to take in uh so maybe that's why a little less options and you you know exactly what you're going to watch um but i guess maybe the hot topic right now uh, would be the NBA Finals starting up last night. Suns got a big win. Their stars showed up. Um, Chris Paul looked like he's excited to be there. Uh, when he wasn't scoring, he was lobbing it up to Aiton. And then uh, Booker just showed up, did his thing. Suns looked really good. I know the Bucks pulled it a little bit closer. Giannis, um, surprisingly, actually, for me. Uh, I mean, that happened since the last time we've talked, that injury with uh, Giannis. I'd really have no idea how he avoided structural damage that was incredible um i mean i'm happy as a basketball fan to see him back um i think i saw i didn't think i'd be seeing him that soon but uh here we are but uh did you get a chance to watch last night did you stay up and if you did uh what were your impressions of the game um and and kind of going forward obviously suns are up 1-0 we'll see another game tomorrow Yeah, so definitely watched majority of the game, flipping back and forth between the match. Um, and then I honestly think I got bored, so I started watching a little bit of I Think You Should Leave, which is hilarious. <laughs> we were briefly talking about that before we hopped on here. But, we'll bring that up by the end of the yeah. episode again. Uh, great game. Great game. Chris Paul, clearly, I mean, obviously, I think he's the betting favorite finals MVP after that game. Um, Aiton looked great. Devin Booker did his thing. Giannis, I don't, did that do his, like – how the hell was he playing? Like he even said he thought he was out for the year. And I mean, it definitely 
when you think about it, I don't know if you saw Dario Saric towards ACL last night and the play that he had where he kind of, he, uh, I don't know if you saw he went out in the first uh, half, which I mean, he's not a huge player for the Suns, but I mean, he's definitely would have given sure. him 12 minutes a night in this series, especially with how big Milwaukee is. Um, but the play he had, he drove to the hole, went by Lopez, kind of tried to do a stop up fake, and his knee kind of just gave out on him. Pretty similar situation to um, Giannis's, but Giannis is buckled back the opposite way, whereas his yeah. buckle is forward, and he uh, he tore his ACL. So it's kind of crazy that Giannis avoided any structural damage, never mind two games missed, and he's out there playing. Mm-hmm. At, what do you have, 20 and 17 or something? He was definitely not. Yeah. A but I mean, that, there. how about that? I can't remember which account on Instagram played on like in tandem from LeBron James block on Andre Iguodala back in the day yeah. and, or back in the day, like <laughs> years back. And then uh, Giannis where he started so eerily similar. It was pretty cool, but yeah, he, that was like a play that you w- would look at and be like, if there was any hesitancy from his mental side of the game, or if there was any physical limitations, definitely wasn't showing in this game. He had a couple cuts and like step back type stuff and um yeah very surprising yeah it's uh i think i'm gonna almost say suns and six i feel like milwaukee will get some games here but okay. the suns are just dude they're so good this year man they're fun to watch they're they yeah. play a real hard-nosed team jake crowder's you know he's really giving them a lot michael bridges is so freaking underrated i think their role players are better than the bucks or like their team think about Cameron yeah. Payne. That dude, dude sucks as a first-round pick, and now he's like he found a home. The only thing I remember about Cameron Payne is him dancing, yeah, with what Russell Westbrook, and now he found a home. He found a role. Seems like Suns have really brought that out. People, you mean you got guys like Jay Crowder, who's just, I mean, he's just such a leadership dude. I've always loved him. Hate when the Celtics have to play against him, whatever team he's on, because <laughs> he's just a hard-nosed guy. He's definitely a Boston guy, uh, bringing that elsewhere. Um, but yeah, I think when you look at the star power, you know, when you, you look at the stars on each team, uh, especially the Suns, they showed up last night. Um, I think their star power just outmatches the Bucks' star power as good as um, Giannis is. Uh, and then I think role players like Brooke Lopez had a fucking game last night. He did, yeah. he did fantastic. He was hitting threes left and right. Making He's had plays. a good couple of games. I mean, even game, whatever it's game seven, yeah. I mean, they put him on the block, and he was old school Brooke Lopez to even get them to the finals. Yeah, um, I, I completely expect next game for you know, obviously, his, his rebounding off of that game as far as you know, physically recovering. Um, as let's say we assume that he's going to recover fully and he's good to go again. Uh, Giannis, I have I completely expect for him to come out and go nuts get his slam dunks left and right. Um, I think anytime you win, it seems like in the playoffs for NBA, anytime you win a game, the first game, that second game, you're just expecting the opposing team to pour it on you in the first quarter for sure. Um, I think the Suns in this game just got the lead, held it for the most part. There was a little bit of closing, closing the gap, but nothing real scary as far as that uh, fourth quarter came down to it. Um yeah, I, I, you know, you got to also look at what series did they just come off of from the Suns' vantage point. I mean, he had a, a I know both of our favorite player, Patrick, Patrick Beverly. I mean, credit to the guy. He's a pest. He's going to get in the opponent's head and he's going to lock people down. 
And Booker had to deal with that, kind of shown down, obviously got nose broken, all that stuff. It must feel like a little bit of freedom coming into this series for, for one of the best, best scorers in the league. So that's never a good sign. Um, looks like Chris Paul was a little dinged up in his hand, even though that's not going to stop him. I don't, uh, I can't imagine, but, no. um, but sons and six, I could see that. I could definitely see that. Um, I guess there's a guy, I think I saw it yesterday bet $11,000 on sons and four. Um, <laughs> so, Hey, still hope for that guy um, or gal. Uh, anything else? I mean, we, we, we saw the closing of uh, Hawk series. I, I guess there's no point to really like look back um, for, for that, that part. But if there was anything you wanted to bring in NBA wise, um, storyline wise, love to hear it. Um, biggest storyline. Actually, we're sitting here recording now. I just got the, the update. <laughs> Someone asked Bradley Bill how many, how much the guys in the NBA or the USA team will talk about teaming up in the NBA. He said, I don't know, probably a lot. Um, huge deal, especially with Bradley Beal and Jason team on the same team right now. So, oh, and speaking of Celtics, got a assistant coach. Yeah, Damon Stoudemire, man, that's a love it. It's a good hire. I like. I mean, they're. I mean, they're going to slowly turn out this or develop the staff. Um, I think they're only keeping one guy right now. Larinaga's gone. Jamie Young's gone. But Joe Mazzulla, who I guess is supposed to be a rising coaching star. Will Hardy, who not many people talk about, but. He was uh, around. He went to Williams College, where my, my uh, wife's from, in uh, Williams, Mass. And he he was a point guard there. Who's another guy that a lot of these younger guys on Popovich's staff, such such as Udoka, um, have kind of a rising star happening. So I like it so far, man. It's a younger yeah. staff that I think you know, especially that toughness. Hopefully, can bring hey. bring some of that. Tatum, you go across the street, across the the pond here, play a little bit. You tamper away, man. You go, you go do some inner meetings and you go do that. Uh, go get Lillard. Let's go get, let's go get Lillard. Yeah, totally. Uh, um, I don't know if that'll happen. No, nah, I know. I mean, so any trade for Beal or Lillard, you have to accept that Jalen Brown's going to trade it. I would not be surprised if we briefly hop on the Celtics real quick. It's going to be very curious to see what happens with Marcus Smart in the next month because ultimately uh, you're going to either have to extend him, which we talked about this last episode, which feels eons ago. That would take you kind of out of that running to potentially have a max salary cap slot 22-23 summer. Um, you're, you're basically are taking yourself out of that running. Or you're trading him. I know Chris Mannix and uh, good old uh, Bill Simmons there talking about you know Marcus Smart's trade value and, and saying that, you know, they could see him being traded to the Warriors for seven, for number seven. Would the Celtics do that? Would they, you know, get a younger, cost-controlled, high upside dude for someone that? Yeah. No. And obviously, Brad Stevens and their their management are the ones that make these decisions, yeah. uh, as far as like near and far, um, you know, long-term uh, decisions. I, but if they were to make a move like that, they'd really be banking. I feel like they'd really be banging. If we saw the Celtics do something like that and getting another young guy, because I know how many times that we've said it on this in, in recording of, hey, the Celtics don't need another young dude. No. The only reason they would do something like that is if they were, pre- were preparing to go all out for somebody um, in the coming couple of years. But we'll see how they reshape this roster, how aggressive they're going to be. Um, 
Yeah, I think Tristan Thompson is definitely someone that can be traded. Um, and what's, what's your, uh, you know, obviously that is a s- speculation about like, oh, they could give up smart for seven. Like draft class seems like it's getting a lot of hype. I know it does every year. Yeah. Um, seems like there's some some good talent there. So uh, are there any <clears throat> any names that you, you would see in that picture? If they were I looking- don't even begin to predict. I would love yeah. to see like Scotty Barnes would be nasty. He's kind of like a Draymond Green type. Mm-hmm. Um, at that point, I mean, he, he may be in the range of seven, but he could even be gone at five. Um, okay. I don't know. I mean, I I'm, just so, excited, I'm like, so draft out. I'm, I'm so draft I'm, out. I am too. There's too much Celtics draft in the last five years. So it's just, it's exhilarating. It's exhausting. But it's now Wednesday, July 7th. You know, within the next month, there's going to be a lot of shit happening Celtics related. Um, so, I don't even know when free agency starts because I don't. It, it might be. It might coincide with while the Olympics are happening. Well, I was gonna say, as much as I am like, it's kind of a bummer right now. There's like a little lull in sports, even though it's important. You know, important games going on. There's a little lull in sports where it's like, oh man, but it's just a little bit of a breather before the you know mid to end of July comes here when everything starts. So off season for NBA, you got the Olympics. That's going to take our attention. You got uh, training camp starting in like what, three weeks or so. So all of this is going to come in a whirlwind and then we're going to be like, Oh man, this is too much to pay attention. So I'm going to take this little bit of a brief time to the eye of the storm and kind of gear up for everything exciting to come. Um, Let's switch it over. There isn't another important series, uh, even though, the Tampa Bay Lightning are doing a good job at making that very uninteresting. Um, there's a Stanley Cup going on. Right now it's 3-1 to one, Tampa Bay. Um, even the game they lost this past game that the Canadians, I mean, they had to win at home. Um, I feel like Tampa even played better than they did. So it's hard for me to see Canadians winning three in a row, four in a row, uh, to come back and do something I don't think any other team's ever done ever uh, in the Stanley Cup. I guess the only hope for the Canadians is that the mayor of Tampa Bay has just put the curse on Tampa after they said, uh, oh, yeah, maybe you guys just drop one up in Canada so you can bring it back home and win it here, which I got to admit, winning at home, especially when your family can't be in the arena, has to be a pretty cool thing. Um but it would be funny to see Canadians put some pressure, go back up Canadians for game six. Um, Not impossible. I just don't see it happening. Um, Tampa, it's sometimes Tampa's like historically good. Like they really it, are. Yeah, and it's, I mean, and I'm even on the same boat where the, there's kind of an asterisk involved there where they're exploiting a loophole, albeit not illegal. Um, I think that's something that will get looked at, or I think it would be. It's kind of, I mean, I'm sure a lot of teams are like, this is kind of bullshit. Can you go into that if someone doesn't know what that was? So long and short of it is that basically someone like Kucherov was on long-term in reserve all season, so we did not count towards their salary cap figure for the season. Come the playoffs, there is no salary cap, so they're able to activate him. And I think they're – I could be wrong, but I think they're like $19 million over the salary cap, something like that, which is just absurd. And the NHL salary cap, in comparison mm-hmm. to other league salary caps, much smaller. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. yeah. But nonetheless, it'd be like playing without Brady – all freaking year for the Patriots and then bringing his $18 million figure back to the playoffs. I'm like, Oh, same team. Not a big deal. It's like, no, it's not the <laughs> Nothing same. Nothing to see. Especially with Kucherov, who's like the best fucking player in the league at this point. I mean, some of the shit he does out there is insane. 
Um, very Bill Belichick-esque. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's uh, like I said, not illegal, but definitely, if I'm the Canadians, like, this is fucking bullshit. Yeah, they're, they're which is, it is an unbelievable thing to me. I, I get, at the end of the day, Tampa just might be the best team out there against anybody they play. Um, I totally understand what you're saying. Uh, that is a loophole. I guess I had some hope for Canadians go after they beat the Golden Knights. Like, I mean, the comeback against Toronto was great. They beat a team that they should probably, sh- no, they definitely shouldn't have beaten. And then um, being in a situation that they were coming back and then going against Golden Knights, I would have expected Vegas to steamroll them. But uh, they had a game plan, sort of like you were talking about, a little bit of like a reserved you know, pick your moment type uh, strategy wasn't the most exciting thing to watch, um, but it was effective. So I kind of thought that they, I think you mentioned it on one of our recordings that if they face the Islanders, they'd be kind of in a tougher spot because they were going to be playing their, both of them were going to be playing their own game and the Islanders are just better at that. Correct. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I guess at the end of the day, the star power of uh, and the depth of Tampa is just, again, and this is nothing that's just happened. This has been this way for years. Um, so good for them and their organization. It's just a weird, <laughs> I guess it always just seems like a weird place for it to be such a strong, um, strong organization. So credit to them. Yeah, I'm just sitting here getting all these tweets about Jason Tatum talking about Ime Odelka because the first time they really had a chance to interview him, which is we're totally off topic, but it's exciting to see as a Celtics fan. Um, I anything hope, goes, anything goes, and helping. I mean, staying on NHL, I really do hope the Canadians at least push it back to Montreal just because it'd be fun. And like you said, just despite the freaking mayor for like wishing that, even to like, I get the sentiment that's cool and all, but like, why take the fucking chance? Doesn't um, sport doesn't sport just give? I mean, sport like no other. I mean, curses and, you know, all these things are real. Um, you say no hitter during somebody's no hitter at a live baseball game is your fault when they get that next pitch. Got or, you know, there's just the weirdest, weirdest stuff that goes on in sports. And it would just be so fun to see if they could steal one from Tampa, which is no easy feat by any means. I mean, that they, they don't seem to lose there. But to bring it back back up to Canada, um, just putting a little pressure on, it'd be kind of fun. Because, uh, yeah, but I, it's hard for me to see, you know, they've already got one, but I guess four in a row, putting three more wins together, um, the way that the Tampa's been scoring and the way they've just been playing all year. So um, time will tell. If that was if that's the case, I'll be kind of keeping my eye on it for sure. Um and if it did get to a game six, I would totally be glued to it. So uh, that'd be fun. I have been actually watching quite a bit of baseball because um, I just feel like it's been on more because there's a little less of everything else. Um, I know we didn't really have much plan to talk about baseball because all-star break is quickly approaching here. Um, some cool storylines. It's like really, really cool to see. I mean, just baseball as a whole. Um, I know the viewership uh, of baseball has been a big battle 
getting people interested in watching full games, getting young people interested in the game. Um, I mean, it's a good thing for baseball that you're at the midpoint of the season and like the young players that you're really, really hoping are the stars and future of this game are completely following through between Guerrero. Um, it was really cool to see Vladdy seniors uh, post about, you know, Guerrero being the highest voted, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Highest voted in there. So he's just, you know, bringing back memories of watching Vlad senior. And then who's actually one of my favorite baseball players of all time. And then um, Tatis out here, obviously my backyard pretty much uh, doing some unbelievable things. Uh, it's a shame that his shoulder has been bugging him. Cause that night that he, announced that he wasn't going to be doing the home run derby he hit three home runs and uh he does it in style and then of course you have i guess the almost not my backyard but my neighbor's yard uh shohei otani just doing incredible stuff um i just wish he could do it with mike trout who's never let us down but um baseball's in good hands uh, you know to catch up catch you up with my own biases as a yankee fan i'm really really sad not a great stretch of baseball. Um, if you're a Red Sox fan, you could say the complete opposite. They've been playing some good baseball. Uh, yeah, anything you've been sort of focusing and paying attention to in MLB? Honestly, no. No, that's yeah. fair, man. I haven't watched a single baseball game all year. Maybe I'll watch the All-Star game, but even I don't even know. You'll watch the All-Star game. Probably home run At least game. like the first three innings. Yeah. Home run derby. Yeah, my favorite is everyone watches home run derby, but then they complain about it every year. Um, I do I do miss the – I mean, it's the one that I remember so clearly, the one at Fenway, right? Um, before, like, all the – you know, before the seats were on the Green Monster and all that stuff. And it was Mark McGuire, Sosa, and I think Griffey just watching balls that I'm not even sure have landed yet. Um, that was so far back. I love that. But anyways, that, that's like the only, and that was the peak of the steroid era. So um, we'll just have to, I guess we'll just have to do with uh, Otani, I guess is in it, right? Yeah, he's yep. in it. Yep. Trevor Story or something like cool, I guess. Um, do you remember his I mean his rookie come out yeah, was, was unbelievable yeah, that was um, oh I know something we can talk about uh, briefly so football just so you know the cover of the major four sports I guess football don't have much to talk about still training camp's coming right around the corner so we'll be plenty to go uh, we'll be watching I guess Harry we did want to mention that um, yep, jackass He's, he's kind of requesting a trade from the team, even though can't stay healthy, hasn't performed well, even with Brady. Without Brady, he's asking for more opportunity, which none of them get opportunity. You know, yeah. if, if that's what you're looking for, where else are you going to find it? I mean, you, what, you only had to beat fucking Myers out for a job, but you couldn't do that. Yeah. Um, what's your, what's your uh, sense on that? <laughs> So they're gonna, it's going to go one of two ways. Bill is going to realize, you know, right, this guy sucks. Let's try to get any, something, anything for him. Or their offer is going to be too low, and they're just going to keep him despite him. And, like, you know what? Fuck you. Try to earn a roster spot, or we're going to cut you last day of training camp where there's no jobs left. 
Um, because I mean, he's not going to lose value for him. I don't know. It's like I mean, that, knowing that there are no some... position to request a trade, man, you just laid it out like you're you're never open. Yeah, the whole commentary about the agent, like, I yeah, that's been all over the radio this week. Is like his agent's not even a real agent; he's a criminal defense attorney. So it's like, dude, what is happening, man? <laughs> so real sideshow. I mean, um, you know, as much as I would like to think that that what you said is true, like all offers are going to be low, not going to be high enough. It's like there are some shitty organizations out there that make some really, really questionable decisions to make you wonder how the people in the places that they're in um, are still there. Uh, and so I guess I wouldn't be I guess I wouldn't be surprised if Bill found a way to squeeze out some middle draft pick for him somehow. Um, but that's all you're going to get, right, is draft pick? I would assume so. Or like an equally – not bad player, but someone just needs to change the scenery, of which Our I can't find a, find a player out there that is like that. But Our next Edelman. Um, the Indians uh, update here. Yeah, I just look at it too. Uh, <laughs> so this is breaking. Hey, if you're listening along, you are following along with breaking news left and right. So the Indians are no hit for third time in 2021. Not good. Not good. <laughs> um, on, one, on one side, uh, let's just chalk up another one for pitchers. On uh, the other, it's like, Indians, what are you doing, guys? What are you doing? Isn't there another club that has had two of them this year? Probably. There's been a lot of no-hitters this year. Grant, I think that was a seven-inning, which I don't know if that really counts. but Oh, that's true. Well, still, it counts for the, the hitting team. It might not count in the pitcher's record book, but it counts for the hitting team for not getting a hit in a game. Uh, that means you were no-hit. That's official. Um, the other thing I want to talk about, NCAA football, endorsements. Yeah, those are happening hot and heavy. They're, they came out hot. So there's like so this is something to watch. I think it's going to be really interesting. Um, first off, hashtag give Reggie Bush his Heisman back. Um, <laughs> next one is hashtag NCAA football coming back for PS4 or five. What are we on now? Five. Um, uh, yeah. I don't even have one, but this is the one game I, I said they came back with this. It would tempt me. It would be very, very hard to resist it. Um, so I kind of just hope that you buy it. So um, at some point, holiday season, back, just game on. Um, and then it's pretty cool. So there are some, obviously, media sites that we kind of, I mean, we grew up with Barstool. You know, whether you love them or hate them, I don't think there's any in between. Um, they're taking full advantage of this uh you're seeing here's where i think it could be really advantageous the top players aren't going to need any question they're going to sign their deals they're going to make their money if zion williamson was in this era you would have just been a bazillionaire already um it's the lesser known schools it's like sports that people really know this is where i think it could actually be good for these players who work their butt off to play field hockey that no one's ever watched a game or understand the rule, maybe from their standpoint, um, or like, I don't know, lesser known 
uh, sports, whatever you want to, you know, maybe in a track and field setting or this thing, the, the uh, sports that people don't really pay attention to, except for the four time every once, once every four years. How about that? Uh, in the Olympics. Right. And so now you might give some of these guys a chance to, to, to be endorsed by a certain uh, marketing crew that they trust that's out for their, uh, to give them opportunity elsewhere, maybe bring a little bit more attention to their sport. I know for a fact, I'm a big gymnast person. I love whenever gymnastics on, um, I'd go out of my way to watch gymnastics and that's not something that a lot of people really watch, but there were some women on certain teams that had millions of people that follow them on social media, on Instagram, on all that mm -hmm. stuff. And now they're able to kind of translate that into career in, into a sport that would otherwise, Hey, you're pretty much done by the end of your four years. So it's like, Hey, I see some good in that. Um, but I don't know what you, maybe I hit on some points that, you would agree with or disagree with, but do you have anything, any thought on that? Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen, I mean, obviously at the Barcelona thing, you see they're, they're endorsing athletes in every sport, wheelchair, basketball, like every handicap, non-handicap. And then Miami hurricanes, like I even saw that. I feel like no. they're, they're, dude, they're talking about a school that's like waiting for legal endorsements. <laughs> like, like every player on that team is going to have some type of endorsement deal. Like, didn't someone <laughs> offer them like, every player $500 to like advocate for their gym or something. It was something ridiculous. Like a gym would pay every single player on the Miami Hurricanes. $500. Well, now that's something I think could get a little dangerous because you got 18 to like 20 something year old kids. There you go. Dan Lambert. All right, here you go. Florida-based chain of mixed martial arts gyms planned, unveiled plans on Tuesday, $500 this year to advertise his gyms on social media. Each scholarship player, which of nine, 90 total, gets a monthly payment of $500, which could add up to $540,000 total. So I guess on one sense, too, this could be a complete circus by the end of it. Like, this could be, this could be like, during an in-game when they're not allowed to do something, like, someone pays them enough money to do something stupid. Like, I don't know, wear a shirt that says stupid brand name, and they're not allowed to. It, anyways, it could be a circus. I mean, you're dealing with kids. You're dealing with 18, 20-something-year-old kids. So it's going to help bring Miami football back, to be honest with you. I know. I'm, I'm really hoping. I'm really pushing uh, and hopeful for the positive side of this. Um, $500 for jiu-jitsu. All right. Well, a month. A month. Not just like a one-time. Well, a month. You know, As a college kid, imagine, it. first of all, you're a scholarship player. These kids probably come from not a lot. $500 a month in college a lot but that's just one of them you know there's hundreds of these now coming out um oh, yeah. people want their stake in there right so yeah well this guy's i think he's a former he might be a booster so he's like he's now you just hope that these players now it's just gonna open it's gonna usher in a different uh recruiting process each player is gonna have to have some type of marketing agent um yeah that has to be the filtration because this student athlete is getting to where they're at because of the work and the focus. So when they're there, their focus needs to still be there to make uh, endorsement deals happen. So it's just going to mean they need to have a phenomenal team. And that opens up a whole, which I, for better or worse, because I mean, there's some scumbags out there that just want to make their money and 
they're going to do whatever they can. You see it in baseball with young Latino players and, you know, Dominican and all that stuff where they make these awful deals like Tatis with that one, but yeah. um, different, different, different thing. But it's like, you have these people who say they're looking out for other people, but they aren't. Uh, so I, I hope that young players set themselves up to be discerning with uh, the team that they surround themselves with the opportunity they have, but I'm, I'm happy for that. And in all in all, maybe that's good for the sport because like you won't lose top prospects to the G league. Um, even though I still think the G league is a good option for people. If that's what they want. Yeah. You haven't but, really heard much about the basketball players yet. It's mainly been football players. And maybe you'll hear more as you get into college basketball season. But. Right. Especially since it's a one and done situation. Yeah. Um, you still got a lot of undergrad or I think the deadline is today to opt out of the NBA draft. So you're seeing yeah. some decisions being made. Um, one of them happened just now. Thanks. Shohei hit home run. Oh, perfect. There you go. By a, uh, so yeah, breaking news. Shohei uh, passes Hideki Matsui for most home runs in a season by a Japanese-born player. Good for you. It's, it's only July show. 7th. <laughs> you're not even halfway there, Hideki kid. Matsui. I'd love to. What a name. Man. Such a great name. Such a great the, player. That was the heyday. Switch hitter. Dude, switch hitter is such a – right, he was switch hitter. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was he? I don't I think he was. I thought he was strictly a lefty. Is that right? I could be man. wrong, man. I'm, I'd be mad if uh, – I'm looking it up right now. I don't now. remember him ever hitting – Oh, he was left-handed. Oh, my God. Why was I thinking he was a switch hitter? I know he was an outfielder. Um, he, he's 47, so it wouldn't anyway. he's still playing in Japan. I remember. I think it was just his batting stance was, like, very – not Ichiro, but, like, Ichiro-esque. Where he would yeah, like he hit bombs. He sure did. In the old Yankee Stadium, too. It wasn't the new one. Um, um, well – uh, the last thing I'll ask, um, we mentioned that you said you were flipping back and forth with the match, and we talked a little bit before we started recording. Uh, did you watch the match? I, I can personally tell you I started watching it. I made it about five holes. I did have to go uh, coach class, but then I came back, and I couldn't believe they were still playing. Um, it must have been so long. My two takeaways – I mean, takeaways from it, it's fun. It's, it's different. It's cool to hear. I always think it's cool, especially from Phil and, and Bryson – uh, I think it's so incredibly interesting to see players at that level when they talk about like what they're thinking uh, mm -hmm. for this next shot. And then they do it exactly. That's incredible to me. Um, yeah. And it's just fun to see the banter back and forth. Aaron Rodgers is just funny. You know, shut up, Phil. Like <laughs> um, two takeaways for me and you might not have seen them. One was Gronk being teleconferenced in Brady. And basically that. saying how Rogers looks lazier than ever. And, and then they Rogers immediately great. patched him into the call. Well, he was um, already he was he didn't realize he was on the call with all of them, not just Brady. Yeah. Um just, oh no, you could hear him in the background. I don't think they even acknowledged the fact that like you could hear him. You could hear I think you could hear Rob once he found that out, like once he realized like pulling, oh, no. pulling his e-brake, like oh shit. Yeah. Um and then also them asking straight up Rogers who's gonna be the quarterback next year, and he just kind of just we'll avoided see. it. We'll see. Um, I know that's very interesting to me. Um, yeah, super long. The if they're gonna keep keep going with these, which I hope they do, I think they're they're fun. They're different. 
Um, really got to work on the audio because a couple times ago when it was pouring, they lost audio from some of them. This time with the wind, um, again, it was, first off, Montana? That looked beautiful. Yeah, um, cool. And I get that it's probably super windy, so you just can't do anything, especially with the earpieces, and it seems like it's the most functional thing that makes sense but the wind was a little tough um yeah but all in all just so long oh my gosh um yeah a lot yeah well unless there's anything else you can think of um i'll ask you the question i usually ask you know what what are you watching in or uh are there anything you're looking forward to in the the streaming or movie section um, I know there's one show that we're kind of both, we were just both talking about, uh, I think you should leave season two came out. Uh, you probably, I've watched the first episode. It's, it's a certain kind of humor for sure. It is. And there's some, there's some hits and there's some misses. It's a comedy show, sketch show, a lot of, uh, a lot of special guests in it. Is Andy Samberg a, uh, who produces, like, who produces that? Or he's, a, he's one of the corporate. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, there's. You said you watched the first episode. So far, there's been a few ones. There's one on YouTube they put out where he goes to a uh, haunted ghost tour, and it basically was an adult ghost tour. So they basically said, you know, you can swear if you want. And so he oh, that's that, the one that they ended with. Yes, takes that very literally. Where he just starts saying swears. He's like, you can't change the rules just based on how I am interpreting them. So good. Um, there's he another one like, to his mom, right? Did yeah. you make any friends? Like, not really. <laughs> <laughs> there's another one that um, you'll see where uh, it's just him like groaning in a meeting, in a board meeting. And the whole premise is that he, he won't stop spending his per diem on this business trip for food <laughs> on these outlandishly like intricate shirts. And he's like, he hasn't eaten in like 10 days. <laughs> This argument with this older guy who keeps calling him on the fact that he hasn't eaten and he's spending his money on these shirts. Yeah. I'm just, so I gotta see this because it's, it's, if, if anyone's taking our recommendations and they go out and listen to this uh, and they're like, all right, I'll check it out because these, because Sam it's and so Jeff mentioned it. It's so really, funny. really dumb humor, but they're, they're very short. They're very like, some of them are so dumb that at first it's not funny. Cause you're like, what the hell is going on? And then I think just because it stays in that, like, holy shit, what the hell's going on? It yeah. becomes funny because <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it, it's just. He really commits the bit, man. I don't know. I, I don't know why it's, it's a certain, it, it fills a certain part of my comedic heart um, just right. So I, I look forward to watching that. There is a new, uh, that Chris Pratt on. We watched that. Pretty How intense. was that? Was it funny? No, it's it's tomorrow, oh. man. It's it's like an aliens kind of. Movie. Okay. Yeah. No. Well, I saw there's a lot of like funny, good names funny. in that too. Yeah, um, it was entertaining. I enjoyed watching it. It's, um, I think a lot of people say it's kind of a spoof or it's like a spinoff of Aliens and kind of a, uh, a copycat version. I don't, I don't think I ever really remember watching the original Aliens. Um, the other thing, Space Jam: New Legacy, nine days. Right. Yeah, that comes out. Right. A lot of pressure oh, there. Um, and that's what's that releasing on? HBO Max. HBO Max. Okay, cool. And then my wife and um, I are going to the theater. You're going to see it in theaters. theater. Well, we're going to see Black Widow. The 13th. Okay, that's right. So, that's the Disney. That's the Disney release. Is uh, are they releasing that to 
HBO Max streaming as well, just as they've done in the past? Or is that yeah. all theater bound? Black Widow? No. Yeah. Um, yeah, anything Warner Brothers is still, yeah. through the rest of the calendar year, it's still going to be same day okay. in theaters, same day on HBO Max. Yeah, and then they take it off for a bit and then they bring it back. Yeah. Um, yeah, Black Widow sounds like it's going to be a, a decent one for sure. Um, yeah, man, I'm actually going to the Padres game tonight. There you go. Have fun. Yeah. Gonna watch that out. Um, but all in all, I think we've uh, covered a lot of ground that we've, you know, sort of the extended time. I think we keep doing this. There's been a holiday in between stuff, long weekends, things, uh, you know, people getting married, uh, stuff like that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyways, let's, uh, you know, we'll get back to our sort of regular weekly-ish uh, recording next time, probably. Um, but until then, this is episode 54. We appreciate you listening along. Um, we hope you enjoy some sports, maybe enjoy a little streaming, some of our recommendations. Um, but until then, we look forward to talking to you next time.